Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. WrestleMania! Everyone has a price. Rest. ECW is over. Tonight on the final episode, ECW will go to the extreme one last time. Christian will defend the ECW championship against Ezekiel Jackson under extreme rules. It's the final episode of ECW tonight. Again, and welcome to a special retro wrestling podcast extra covering the final episode of ECW on sci fi. I'm your host, intern Alex. No, Patrick, this week we'll be back very shortly with our review of the Royal Rumble from 1997. I hope all our listeners are doing great, staying safe, staying healthy, and enjoying the year 2021. We'd gotten some lovely emails over at RetroWrestlingPodcast at gmail.com, and I hope to read those on the next full episode of Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is just a Retro Wrestling Podcast extra, as it's something I've been meaning to get around to recording for a while now. Oh, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Oh, Eastern Championship Wrestling. You know... It was founded in 1992 by Todd Gordon in Scarsdale, New York, and then, of course, led into the land of the extreme by Paul Heyman. ECW was founded in 1992 in April, and it lasted for nine years until April 2001, with WWE acquiring most of the brand through bankruptcy. WWE toyed with the brand for a little while before... Officially relaunching it, you all remember the invasion angle and the alliance where ECW joined up with WCW to take on the WWE. That angle ended in 2001 and then ECW was dormant until 2005. In 2005, WWE released the Rise and Fall of ECW DVD. It was one of their most successful DVD releases ever and renewed interest in the brand. So, with the renewed interest from the DVD, Rob Van Dam went to Vince McMahon and asked for a reunion show and got one. WWE One Night Stand took place in June of 2005, and it performed so well that, of course, there were plans for a sequel in 2006. Also during this time, Shane McMahon had the idea of relaunching ECW. He also had the idea of maybe perhaps purchasing the UFC, but Vince McMahon had no interest in in buying UFC, a decision that probably still haunts him to this day. He was more interested in XFL football games than MMA combat sports. So Shane wanted to bring ECW back either as a low-budget TV show or an online-only show. But leading into One Night Stand 2006, Shane McMahon got more than he bargained for because 
Vince decided to relaunch ECW as a third brand of the WWE. You have Raw, you have SmackDown, and you're going to have ECW. So, One Night Stand 2006 was the official relaunch of ECW as a WWE brand. Following One Night Stand 2006, RVD walked away with both the WWE title and on the first episode of ECW on Sci-Fi, their new one-hour television show uh, that aired weekly on Tuesday nights, Paul Heyman intended to award him the ECW title and did award it on the first episode of ECW on Sci-Fi. Immediately, ECW on Sci-Fi was greeted with mixed to negative reviews as some of the original aspects that made ECW unique were no longer there, including matches now had rules. That was probably the biggest uh, difference between WWECW and the original vision that Paul Heyman had. They also infamously had some comedy uh, segments where Sandman beat up a zombie. And then Sandman beat up a Nacho Libre impersonator. Basically, the WWE ECW was nothing like the original. Other than the inclusion of a few ECW alums, Paul Heyman, and the name ECW, this brand was nothing like its predecessor. Well, things started going sour for ECW rather quickly after its relaunch on Sci-Fi. Rob Van Dam got pulled over and busted for having some drugs and was stripped of the ECW championship, which of course led them to pick the next best person to have it, Big Show. Nothing against Big Show, but Big Show is probably the most incorrect pick for uh, someone to represent extreme championship wrestling. The show marched on until December of 2006, where December to Dismember happened, their one single brand pay-per-view, which was met with very, very negative reaction and very, very few pay-per-view buys, and in fact ended single brand pay-per-views. Up until that point, both Raw and SmackDown had their own shows on pay-per-view, and this was going to be ECW's debut, and they were going to continue having individually branded pay-per-views. Well, the disaster that was December to Dismember brought that to an end, and it also brought Paul Heyman's involvement with the WWE to an end at least for a little while. Slowly, the show morphed into, I would say, a developmental brand. Not as good as NXT, but a place where newly signed wrestlers would debut and was more akin to a WWE main event or superstars rather than a show that actually had any impact on the storylines of the main roster. That being said, a lot of great WWE superstars debuted in ECW, including CM Punk and Kofi Kingston, and Sheamus. A lot of those uh, wrestlers got their start on ECW on Sci-Fi because it was a safe place for WWE to put them on TV, get them some exposure, and then bring them up eventually to the main roster. By 2007, ECW talent was allowed to appear on SmackDown, so there was no longer even an ECW brand um, label. You weren't going to be just on ECW, you could be featured on SmackDown, which essentially made the show even more irrelevant than it already was. By 2008, an agreement with Raw, where now ECW superstars could appear on Raw, so ECW superstars could appear anywhere. The brand split was effectively dead. On February 2nd, 2010, Vince McMahon appeared on ECW and announced it would be going off the air, and it would air its final episode on February 16th. 
The final match was to be an Extreme Rules match between Ezekiel Jackson and ECW champion Christian. And that brings us to this week's review. It's the February 16th edition of WWE's ECW on Sci-Fi, the final show, the going away, the farewell to a bad brand, but a sad end to a promising upstart company that was ECW, if you want to believe that there was any sort of connection to Todd Gordon and Paul Heyman's early 90s edition of ECW. This was the grand finale. The uh, company has not really revived the ECW brand. They have done a couple specials on the network about ECW since uh, the closure, but other than that, the ECW brand, for right now anyway, until maybe by the time this podcast comes out, it might be revived again, but as of today, in 2021, that means that ECW has been dormant for 11 years. We head to the Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri. We miss the dark match where Jimmy Wang Yang, the cowboy man, defeated Tyler Rex. We start out with the voiceover telling us it's the final ECW broadcast ever. It all comes down to this. Tonight, ECW will go to the extreme one last time as Christian takes on Ezekiel Jackson for the ECW title under extreme rules. And then we get the classic ECW theme song that we all remember, Don't Question My Heart. <laughs> Which I have to say is actually a guilty pleasure of mine. I do enjoy Don't Question My Heart. Recently replaced Impact announcer Josh Matthews is here to call the action. And he's also, of course, famous from Tough Enough Season 1 where he was the second runner-up to Maven and Chris Nowinski. He's joined by Byron Saxton here, still with the company, 11 years later. They immediately just shill the premiere of NXT next week. Forget this ECW shit you're about to watch. The real show starts next week because Vince promised not only the end of ECW, but the next evolution of television history would be debuting afterwards. See, they weren't losing the time slot. They were just changing it to NXT. And when I say NXT, I don't mean the current NXT that you see today, a developmental brand, a third brand, a uh, brand that often gets a lot more praise than the Raw and SmackDown brands. No, I'm talking about the NXT reality type wrestling show, a, a fusion of tough enough and arena action where wrestlers would run um, crazy courses and do challenges and all this kinds of stuff, this contest it was a weird hybrid of Tough Enough and what you would see on any Raw or SmackDown. Superstars would take young and up-and-comers and mentor them and try to get them voted on to the next round. So we were having weekly eliminations and all of that other stuff that we remember from Tough Enough. But even when you were eliminated, you weren't really out of this company. You just weren't going to be on TV, as we would find out with the debut of The Nexus. Ring announcer for ECW Savannah introduces a tag title match as the opener. It's Show Miz, the unified champs, as this is before those copper belts were introduced to uh, signify both unified belts. So these guys had to haul four tag belts around with them. Plus, Miz has the U.S. belt, so they are just covered in hardware here. They beat DX on Raw a week ago. Yes, the third or fourth reunion of DX brought brought about just 11 years ago. It feels a lot longer, but yes, 
DX, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H dropped the tag belts to Showmiz on Raw a week ago. They're here to take on Yoshitatsu and Goldust. Yoshitatsu's theme song is horrible. It sounds like music from a children's cartoon show on PBS. Goldust just quickly dominates Miz before tagging in Yoshitatsu. Tatsu lands some crossbodies before trying a roll-up on Miz for a near fall. Goldust tags in and hits the rear view on Miz for a one count. Big Show tags in as we go to break. When we come back, Miz is in control with Goldust. Big Show comes back in and slaps Tatsu down and walks over him. The audio sweetening here is very apparent because ECW had originally started off as a live broadcast on Sci-Fi, but they quickly went to taping it, and when WWE tapes something, they are going to audio sweeten the shit out of it. So the crowd sounds like they're really into everything tonight when they're actually sitting on their hands most of the time. Miz comes in and eats a roaring elbow from Tatsu. Goldust gets the hot tag and does his signature uppercut on Miz, followed by a bulldog and a power slam. Tatsu runs in to tussle with Big Show, but he gets thrown out. The ref is checking on Yoshi, and Big Show delivers a big punch to Goldust, followed by a skull-crushing finale from Miz for the win and the title retention by Show Miz. So a random slap-together tag match gets a normal slap-together tag match result. And as I've mentioned on many, many of these podcasts, uh, WWE's contempt of tag team wrestling continues to this day. But here we have two slapped together tag teams fighting over the belts for no reason and nobody cared. Josh Matthews and Saxton tease NXT again. Time to preview the rookies. Eight rookies, eight NXT rookies aspiring to achieve success. But it's a little twist. Those rookies are all guided by eight Rows to success. You know what, Josh? I think it's time to kind of take a look at a couple of these rookies. And these rookies will be mentored by WWE superstars or pros. Well, one of those superstars right now, you see it. The pro is Chris Jericho, and his mentee will be Wade Barrett, a former bare knuckle fighter from England, but seems to be distinctively obsessed with, with money and anything he can do to get it. Well, the next pro is WWE superstar Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy will be mentoring this next rookie who was born and raised in Cape Town, South Africa. He's been called a dynamo of energy and a cross between Johnny Damon and American Idol's Adam Lambert. This is Justin Gabriel. Chris Jericho, Le Champion, is going to teach Wade Barrett, current NXT commentator. Or at least he was. Is he still there? I'm not sure. It's been a while since I watched it. But uh, Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett, who also uh, briefly commentated for the NWA's power tapings uh, before those were suspended, uh, yeah, made his way back to the company here recently. And Wade Barrett would, of course, be the eventual winner of Season 1 of NXT. Matt Hardy will mentor Justin Gabriel, who they compare to Adam Lambert. I'm not joking. They compare Justin Gabriel, a wrestler to a contestant on American Idol. So that's the type of show NXT is going for here. Uh, They're comparing this to, this is the WWE's version of American Idol, is what I feel like. Tiffany, the ECW general manager, delivers her final address when she is interrupted by Zack Ryder and Rosa Mendez, and he's upset he didn't get to be in the main event. Woo, woo, woo. Ladies and gentlemen, as one era comes to a close, a new, exciting one, WWE NXT, where eight WWE superstars will mentor eight aggressive and opinionated rookies, where they will... Zach, 
I'm in the middle of something. It's okay, it's okay, you can wait. See, I just don't get it. How come Christian and Ezekiel Jackson have the honor of competing in the final ECW title match? I mean, wouldn't it be better, more appropriate to have me, the heart and soul superhero of ECW, compete in the final match? No. But why? Well, for one thing, you lost to Christian last week on That was w Superstars. Do no puedes hablar a mi novio así. Él es muy importante. Él es un campeón. I don't care what language you ask in. The answer is no. Okay, okay. See, I try to ask nicely. The fact is this match is extreme rules. So if I want my presence felt, no one, not even you, can stop me. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Then we get back to previewing the NXT rookies. MVP will mentor Skip Sheffield. <laughs> Skip Sheffield. We are one week away from the premiere of NXT, and one pro that will be mentoring one rookie is MVP. MVP will be mentoring Skip Sheffield, an old-fashioned Texas boy who has been called a hoss inside the ring, who loves to entertain with an outgoing presence. An old-fashioned Texas boy. That is how they describe Skip Sheffield, the future Ryback in NXT. Tony Atlas brings out Abraham Washington for his show. I can't believe they used the segment for, for this, but actually I can because they did not care. There were going to be no ECW tribute videos, no you know interviews with alum or you know a, a phoner from Paul Heyman or anything like that. No, it's time for the Abraham Washington show. Tony Atlas had a great gig here. He just had to laugh. That was his one uh, one instruction was just laugh at everything Abraham says. Abraham says he's excited about being a free agent. Yeah, I'm always excited when I lose my job. Those are when I'm the happiest. And he says LeBron and Kobe got nothing on him when it comes to being a free agent. This would be a safe comment about Kobe Bryant that Abraham Washington made, but not the one that got him fired a few months later. He goes into shilling for NXT. Of course, he needs to plug NXT too, a show of which he would have no part in. Then brings out his guest, which is just himself, Abraham Washington. He gets interrupted by Shelton Benjamin. Shelton says the show is unwatchable, so he's doing a shoot here. He mentions everyone is a free agent. Of course, yes, we're all getting fired, you idiot. Then he gets interrupted by Vance Archer, who is better known as Lance Archer today. And was also Lance Hoyt in TNA. He warns Benjamin he won't have a future if they're on the same show. Then, Kalen Croft and Trent Beretta are out next. The Dude Busters! Croft retired from pro wrestling in November of 2010. So yeah, uh, Trent Beretta, well, you know he's not retired. He's, uh, he's still around. <laughs> then, Vladimir Kozlov. Oh boy, it is the stars are just coming out tonight, folks. He comes out next and helps Benjamin clear the ring, and that is the end of this segment. Thank you. Oh, come on now. Thank you. I said thank you. I'm trying to be nice. Now, at this time, I would like to go ahead and welcome everyone out to the critically acclaimed Abraham Washington Show. And, of course, I am your host, the most entertaining man in all of sports entertainment, <laughs> Abraham Washington, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Thank you, St. Louis. Thank you. Thank you so much, St. Louis. Thank you. Uh, you know what? 
Where, where we at? Oh, I'm sorry, Kansas City. I apologize. I only remember the important cities. Please forgive me. Now, um... What's up, man? Now, uh, tonight is a very special and historic evening because tonight just so happens to be the final episode of ECW. Yeah, I know it's sad, but there is a silver lining at the end of this cloud because after tonight, after this show, Abraham Washington will become an official free agent in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know what that means? That means that I'm rich. You know the rest, huh? Yeah, that's right. I said it. Now, Raw and SmackDown are officially going to have to open up the big bank to get me to acquire a man with my skills and my abilities. You see, <laughs> LeBron James and Kobe Bryant ain't got nothing on me when it comes to being a free agent. Huh? Ain't that right, Tony? Now, outside of me becoming a free agent, everyone else is talking about the new action-packed innovative show, WWE NXT, which will be premiering right here next week on the Sci-Fi Network, so please make sure that you tune in. Now on to my final special guest for the evening. Now since this is such a big show, a huge show, I went to Vince McMahon myself and I told him, look here Vince, for the final Abraham Washington show on ECW, I need you to give me the biggest star that you have in the company. And he told me, for you, Abraham, I'll do anything. So with that being said, you, you know what? I'm going to do this right. Got to do this right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please join me in welcoming my final guest here on the Abraham Washington Show on ECW, the biggest name in sports entertainment today. Give it up for... Abraham Washington! <laughs> wow, thank you. No stop. Maybe you're not wearing your hearing aid, but uh, I am my final guest on this show tonight. Not you, Goldilocks. First of all, you better check your tone. Ooh. Ooh. And secondly, yeah, I heard you, but uh, let's face it, this show is basically unwatchable when you have a guest. So what <laughs> makes you think anyone wants to watch it when the guest is you? <laughs> and, and, and while you think about that, think about this. Because this is the last night of ECW, that means that everybody is a free agent. <laughs> Everybody is a free agent. So with that in mind, I plan on taking the knowledge that I've gained from my experience in ECW. Oh, now what? The arch nemesis of Watch this. Whoa, 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 who
Take it easy, guys. Take it easy. Now, I got one week left on the payment on this furniture to get before I get my security deposit back. So don't mess nothing up, okay? Relax, Abe. I just came out here to tell Shelton that his future better not have him on the same show as me. Otherwise, you won't have a future. Now, you see, I, I said, I said, take it easy. actually think anyone cares what show you're ending up on? No. No one cares. See, the real thing on everyone's mind is it's where our 2010 Slammy Award winning team of the year, Trent Beretta and Caitlin Croft. This is the Moscow Ball with Vladimir Kozlov as the superstar. And I don't know what this is, man. This is your problem. You're the one that started this. You just said you should have come down here in the first place. What? You did it. Okay. Well, you was right. Okay. I was, I was worried. I was scared. I was scared. Absolutely безразлично, где я буду бороться. Я всегда побеждал. Побеждаю. И буду побеждать. И я не понял, что я сказал смешного. Come on now. Turn up my furniture. Turn up my stuff. That's my stuff, man. Then we go to our next preview of an NXT rookie as Carlito will be paired. He's going to mentor Michael Tarver. One of the latest pairings for NXT. The pro will be the Raw Superstar Carlito. And the rookie he'll be guiding is a man known as Michael Tarver. Tarver claims to be a knockout specialist, claims he can knock out any man in 1.9 seconds or less, and he's got good genes. His father was a sparring partner for Mike Tyson. And Carlito would not make it through NXT. He would actually lose his job and be replaced as a mentor. Actually, I don't think they even replaced him. I could be wrong about that. Let me know. RetroWrestlingPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, Carlito uh, was dismissed through a season of NXT. They preview the main event. They unveil that The Miz will be paired with rookie Daniel Bryan, a feud which still somewhat simmers to this day 11 years later. Yes. Our next pro joining the cast of NXT is one half of the Unified Tag Team Champions, The Miz, who will be mentoring our next rookie. He's competed all over the world. He claims to have more experience than any other competitor and will bring a no-nonsense attitude to the WWE. This is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, the world-renowned Ring of Honor champion who's been all over the globe, who was consistently ranked as one of the best pro wrestlers in the world, is going to be teached by... One of the worst pro wrestlers in the world. Nothing against Miz. He has everything else going for him. I really do enjoy the Miz, except when he wrestles. And that is, I guess, the comedy of this pairing, is that Miz is going to teach Daniel Bryan the ropes. 
teach him how it's done here in the Fed, kid. Of course, Daniel Bryan wouldn't last long because when the Nexus debuted, he choked Justin Roberts with his tie and got fired. Elimination Chamber is Sunday. They play a promo for it. One chamber match is for the WWE title. Features Sheamus defending against Cena, Triple H, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Ted DiBiase Jr. The other title match is The Undertaker defending his title against John Morrison, Rey Mysterio, CM Punk, R-Truth, and Chris Jericho. So, the SmackDown title, uh, much, <laughs> much better Elimination Chamber lineup, in my opinion. The road to WrestleMania is filled with obstacles. None more ominous than the Elimination Chamber. Chamber. And this is the infamous Elimination Chamber where Undertaker was lit on fire by the pyrotechnics, so we have that to look forward to. Captain Charisma Christian, the ECW champion himself, will mentor Heath Slater, Slater Gator. The latest addition to the cast, 
accompanied by our current ECW champion, Christian, will be Heath Slater. Now, Slater's described as a walking rock band without the instruments. He's colorful, charismatic, sun-kissed red hair, and a larger-than-life attitude. And here we are. It's already time for the main event. That was it, folks. You had one tag match, the Abraham Washington Show, and now it's time for our main event. Champion Christian is out first, a bad sign for the champ, but I guess it doesn't matter as the belt's going away anyway. He brings out plunder in a shopping cart, lots of crutches and trash cans and, you know, the general WWE plunder bag that they give every wrestler when they sign with the company. A few light ECW chants at the start as Christian grabs a microphone and talks about coming back a year ago. That's right. Christian, who was the TNA champion, decided to come back to the WWE and was immediately placed on their lowest ranked brand where he just floundered around. He was the champion. He got a very good crowd reaction when he was featured in uh, Money in the Bank matches and on pay-per-view, but the company just put him there just to keep him in the fridge. Just just keep him there for a while. And uh, this is probably... The best thing that happened to Christian in his WWE return was the ending of ECW, so he could at least be featured on the prominent brands. He talks about people saying that being on ECW was a demotion, and that's what I just said, so he was on the same wavelength here. He thanks Tommy Dreamer, (laughs) as that was the only ECW alum that they felt comfortable mentioning as he was still on good terms with the company and had just left the company, I believe. He mentions Yoshitatsu, and he got to do most of his time on ECW as champion. He said tonight he fights for all the ECW originals and the young ECW talents trying to find their way. Merciful ECW chant fills the arena. He says that he'll be proud to be the last ECW champion ever. Well, we'll see about that. You know... It was a year ago this week that I debuted on ECW. And a lot of people, actually most people, said that when I came back to the WWE that maybe I should have made a bigger impact, that uh, somehow being on ECW was like a demotion. Well, I never looked at it like that. You see, I've been in this business a long time, 15 plus years, and ECW to me feels like home. ECW gave me a chance. ECW gave me the ball, and I ran with it. ECW let me reconnect and compete against one of my oldest and best friends, the cornerstone, the glue of ECW for so many years, Tommy Dreamer. ECW let me mentor young, up-and-coming superstars like Yoshitatsu. He has a huge future, he does. And the best part of all of it is that I got to do most of it as the ECW champion. And I stand before all of you, my peeps, the longest reigning current champion in the WWE. Tonight I fight for every ECW original who wanted these three letters to mean something. Tonight I fight for every young ECW superstar in the back that's trying to find their way. ECW, 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 ECW. 
Tonight, ECW goes away forever. But I will always be proud that I was a part of something great. And I'll, I'll always be proud to say that I was the very last ECW champion. Ezekiel Jackson comes out with William Regal, his manager. Big E. The original Big E, I guess. As they called him, uh, Big E Ezekiel Jackson. So, uh, our current Big E, much better than this Big E. Ezekiel Jackson is massive, by the way. Christian kisses the belt. Goodbye, I imagine. Jackson goes and gets the plunder, but Christian stops him with strikes. He nails Zeke with a kendo stick in the hand that sends him off the apron. Zack Ryder runs in and gets dumped onto a garbage can from Christian before being tossed out. Rosa slaps Christian for his trouble. Then Tiffany runs in and spears her for one last cat fight. Cat fight! In ECW history and whips her out of the ring. Commercial break time. Christian gets shoved off the post to the floor by Zeke. Zeke runs Christian's head into the stairs, but Christian uses the steps to hit a drop kick into the garbage can and Ezekiel Jackson at the same time. Zeke responds by ramming Christian into the shopping cart and into the ring for a two count. Zeke eats a trash can lid shot from Christian and eats a flying cross for a two count. Zeke runs into Christian, who was holding a garbage can, so it smushes into him. Regal helps Zeke grab a table, but Christian baseball slides into them before they can get it set up. Zeke sets up the table, looks for a superplex, but Christian fights out of it, looks for a DDT through the table, but Zeke shoves him off. Christian grabs a kendo stick and smacks Zeke with it and gives chase to Regal. Christian then hits a second rope reverse elbow to Zeke before Regal comes into the ring and eats the unprettier from Christian. Zeke then hits his Uranagi, his Book of Ezekiel, to Christian, through the table, one, two, three, and wins the ECW title for about two minutes. What I'm talking about, extreme rules, anything goes, Regal trying to ensure. switch! Kill switch by Christian, but look out, no, the no, no. Book of Ezekiel through the table! A new ECW champion. His name is Ezekiel Jackson. Uh, as the credits roll to be the final ECW champion ever. This match was about as extreme as most WWE TV Extreme Rules matches are. They did some walk and brawl around the ring. They used the standard five uh, weapons that WWE seems to use in every Extreme Rules match. And then they, for whatever reason, decided to just, hey, well, this title's not coming back, so we might as well have a big title change. And it also sends Zeke, if he was going to move on to the other brands, it gives him something to talk about as being the final ECW champion, but wouldn't work out for Zeke. He would be gone pretty shortly after this and then be pretty much out of the industry. I think he worked a few indie dates, but uh, Zeke was uh, no more. And ECW was no more. 
The commentators mention NXT next week. Yes, forget about all this. This never happened. NXT, NXT, NXT. R-Truth, the pro, will lead David Atunga. And the very first thing they mention is that he's married to Jennifer Hudson, <laughs> which is always David Atunga's thing. Led by SmackDown, R-Truth, his mentee is David Otunga. Now, if his face seems familiar, that's because Otunga, his fiance, is Grammy and Academy Award winning actress Jennifer Hudson is a Harvard Law School graduate whose nickname is the Marquee. Except now that they're divorced, they don't even have that to talk about. Matthews and Byron say they can't wait for NXT. Well, they would be right about that in the long run, but in the short term, they were way wrong. It was pretty much no better than ECW. But that does it for ECW. Rest in peace, my friend. It was a good idea on paper to bring the ECW brand back, but it never worked out for whatever reason, mainly because... Vince didn't create it, and if Vince doesn't create it, he's not going to foster it into his own. Or if he, I mean, technically, Vince didn't create Hulkamania, but he's the one that put it on the map, so he takes credit for that. You know, he takes credit for, for a lot of things that other people did and the success that, he, that he's always had, but when it comes to being bitter and not letting things go, uh, ECW was always sort of, uh, well, it actually helped Vince because he harvested talent from the original ECW, but he never wanted to give them credit for doing anything, or actually the fact that his entire Attitude Era was basically stolen from ECW, uh, never wants to give them credit. No, we can't give them credit. We can't relaunch a brand and make their brand good. It has to be our brand, which is why the present-day NXT is good and why, if it was called ECW, or if it was called WCW, or if it was called uh, WCCW, or AWA, it wouldn't be any good, because Vince didn't create those, and he's not going to put any effort into things that doesn't have his fingerprints all over it, or his son-in-law's fingerprints all over it, or his son's fingerprints all over it. It would have been great had Shane been given the opportunity to actually run ECW, but that never happened, and then Shane took off to go work in China for a few years. So that's the end of ECW. No tribute video, no musical montage, no interviews with former champions, no nothing. Much like the final episode of Nitro that Vince controlled, the final episode of ECW got equally no love for the history of that name. But hey, it all turned out okay because NXT has been a brand that has succeeded and it has brought in a lot of guys from the indies that wouldn't get looks otherwise if it wasn't there. So in a way, ending ECW was sort of a blessing in disguise for up and coming WWE superstars. But that'll do it for this week. I'm intern Alex. We'll get back with you soon for Royal Rumble 1997. But until then, you can connect with us at RetroWrestlingPodcast.com or email us at RetroWrestlingPodcast@gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Bingo, bingo. They're bringing back ECW One Night Stand 2005. Paul Heyman was, I want to say, hated by one Vince McMahon. Shane McMahon was a big proponent for bringing it back. And... They sat me down and said, listen, if you want it to be different, nothing like WWE product. Oh, my God!
I was in all my glory. It is the boss, Paul Heyman. The mad scientist has arrived. What an emotional night this has to be for Paul E. His vision, his life's work, his dream. It's it been resurrected. One more time for old time's sake. Right there so the whole world can see us. This ain't WCW. This ain't Monday Night Raw. This ain't SmackDown. This ain't even WWE. This, my friends, is ECW. If we did ECW One Night Stand and left it at that, that would have been wonderful. Awesome. You know the storyline where Shane buys WCW? That almost actually happened in 2000 with Shane buying ECW for real. And Shane showing his chops as a business owner by managing and promoting and producing and presenting ECW as a grooming period to taking over WWE. So at the end of 2005, Shane has a concept of making ECW a digital program, an internet exclusive, keeping it low budget, in-house, with the right talent, some of the original guys, a lot of new talent. So it's an authentic presentation, updated, that could also double as a developmental system. As this concept starts to grow, WWE sends out a feeler to television networks. By the way, we're also gonna launch a third brand besides Raw and SmackDown. We're gonna bring back ECW based on the fact that there's still an audience that clamors for those three letters. When a network bit and said, oh, we'd pay you a rights fee for ECW, and the pay-per-view distributors said, oh, we'll carry an ECW pay-per-view. Now it became corporate. WWE's version of ECW that was launched in 2006 sucked. It sucked from the very beginning. And when I say it sucked, I say that because it was nothing like the original ECW. So had it been called anything else, it would have been fine. It would have been a nice little wrestling show. If WWE would have called that third brand anything but ECW, it would have had a chance to succeed. But you can't resurrect an authentic version of ECW. You know, I look out into this crowd and I can honestly tell you from the bottom of my heart, that if this is the ECW audience, I'm glad I dumped the company in 2001. Oh, he was super frustrated. Everybody was. He was frustrated. Rob Van Dam was frustrated. Big Show was frustrated. I was frustrated. Everybody was super frustrated. He's the idiot from uh, Search for the Holy Grail. You know, come back here and fight. It's only a flesh wound, you know, and there's just a head sitting there. I mean, hey man, your leg's cut off. I know, but I still got one more. Let's fight. You know, that's that's him. He's got courage and, and passion uh, more than common sense. So here's Vince competing with me 
over the direction of ECW when he owns the company. So it's fait accompli. There's no way it's going to work. And it's just going to lead to a fallout. It's just going to lead to everybody having hard feelings, which is exactly what happened. I look at WWE's ECW as a divorce and someone got remarried and they have now the child known as ECW. And it's the father of ECW having to watch ECW raised by the stepfather. And hey, that's not what's good for my son. Well, your son now lives with me and this is how it's gonna be. Vince and Paul didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and it's just unfortunate for really all of us. We talked all the time, and he would tell me, like, oh, they brought up ten things at the meeting. I can get seven of them shot down. There's three things that we're fighting on, you know, and it, that's how it was, like, all the time. I think at the end of the day, Paul couldn't swallow that he wasn't the boss, and he didn't know how to work with somebody who was the boss and who didn't just take all of his ideas and agree with them. He's an amazing creative. You give him no guidelines, just tell him, go out there and create, you'll have genius. And then he started getting in the talents ear and pulling people aside and we couldn't find them. And then when we did, they were off in the corner and then you get Paul's eyes like looking at someone like, it just, <laughs> it just was a distrustful situation. If you can't trust someone, you can't be in business with them. It just doesn't work. The day that Vince and I had our blowout, you would never have expected me back in this company. No way. No way. It was so bad. It was so miserable. It was so many years of, of aggravation. I mean, just the conflict that we had on his plane alone one would think I would never be back. I think it's a testament to Vince that I'm back here because clearly I was flipped out. I wanted to go. I wanted out of here. And when it all came to a head, it was not pretty. I would like to proudly announce that in three weeks' time, ECW will be going off the air. I'd like to thank all of the Technicians, cameramen, directors, producers, everyone, certainly the superstars who made ECW the success that it truly was. I would also like to thank in advance everyone, especially all of you, who will be responsible for the success of bringing a new, innovative, never-before-seen program broadcast at the very same time here on Sci-Fi. This will be the next, the next evolution of the WWE this will be the next evolution of television history. Thank you very much.